Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee. This is episode three of the Late Bloomer podcast. Right now, I'm sitting in my backyard on a Facebook Live doing absolutely nothing, watching people watch me record the intro to the podcast. It's kind of surreal. Anyway, um, we did not talk about COVID-19 on this podcast because I feel like we're super oversaturated with this. And plus, it wasn't really that high uh, a topic at the time when we recorded it. My special guest today is Yamin Samali. He is a dope MC, producer, writer, to name a few things. You know, representing East Pernt. Straight from out of NC. Did beats with Corrupt from the Dog Pound, Head Crack, Era Black, Stacy Epps, Eddie Meeks, Cannibal Ox, Child MC, Drugs, Count Bass. You know, just doing the damn thing. And not only that, he's a funny dude. So listen to us talk about how. We remember things that um, a little bit too fondly than they actually are. This episode is brought to you by Pure Comp. Pure Comp's new project clinical is out right now. And if you get a chance to check it out on the YouTube video, we'll put a link in the comments. And on the Facebook page, we will also put a link in the description of the podcast post. This should probably be up on the first or sorry the second or third of april so um be safe out there wash your hands and uh enjoy the podcast What's going on, y'all? This is the Late Bloomer Podcast. This is Spooks Maggie. I'm here with, um, I have a guest. Wow. Ha! Wow. <laughs> wow. Was it uh, almost? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, this is, uh, Yam and Samily. No. <laughs> no, you guys. <laughs> Yam and Samali in the building. What up? What up, man? Man. Hello. Tell what, people, what do you go by on here, man? Man, I go by Spooks McGee. I'm Spooks McGee, you know. I'm gonna okay. I mean I've been building the brand for twenty damn years, so I might as well try to fucking, you know, capitalize off of some shit that I've been building for so long. So yeah, it's the late bloomer podcast with Spooks McGee. Boom, that has a nice ring to it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean I feel like there's a lot of shit that me being a thirty something year old I don't know how old I am. I stopped counting after thirty. But I, I every time I have to Google it, I think I'm thirty two, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But uh, there's a lot of shit that I should have listened to, watched. I just saw, I was gonna uh, mention um, Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. So. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, no shade, no shame. Uh, <laughs> I watched it like almost every day as a kid so, uh, <laughs> on VHS. Um, oh wow! So yeah. you're just telling your age, huh? You uh, watched it as a child on VHS. Oh I mean, you God. know, if your parents still keep VHSs, you could be a kid today still watching stuff on VHS. So I, I don't know if I gave it up too okay, much. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, tell the people who you are, where, where you come from, what you represent, what you be on, what you be up to. 
Because uh, I know you've been pretty prolific in doing some things and some shit and some stuff and some writing and some this and some that and some whoop-de-whoop and some rah, 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 rah. That's a good, yeah. That, that's basically uh, <laughs> what my Wikipedia page says <laughs> verbatim. I see somebody's been doing their homework. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also in the 30-plus club. Um, I'm an MC, producer, DJ. Um, I've been lessening my DJ role lately because... I just need more time to do the other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you can catch me um, w- with a lot of bars and production credits. Um, How about your latest release that you just dropped? Um, It's actually... An old thing that yeah, you just pre-released? New, old, new. Um, new, old, new, yeah. It's the 2.0 version of my first album that came mm-hmm. out in 2013. It's just called Yamin. What are the differences that you did? Did you, like, remix um, some of the records or what? Some of the songs got remastered. Um, I took off some. I, I added some new ones, and I mm. remixed a couple of the old ones. Okay, okay. So um, I got, you know, it's basically all my production, um, all my rhymes. I got a couple features. I, I, I got some songs on there that was kind of in the nebulous zone of not really released, but previously released. I just officially made it streaming. Right, right. Uh, I got a song called Change of Style with uh, Superstition and my man Elevated Dan. Um Elevator Dan. Yeah, that was just kind of out there. Uh, I actually have a remix of that song with Corrupt from the Dog Pound. Dope, and boy. Dope. Big Vision from Dungeon Family. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to have to re-release that again, too, because that never was streaming either. But, right, right. Um, got John Robinson on there, my man Day Tripper from uh, Difference Machine. Right, right. And um, Truth Be Cold, my boy from King Apparel. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A couple good features on there. You know, um, my, my discography as a solo artist probably started in 2012 with an instrumental project. Mm. And I've been going and doing different projects since then, from the rhymes to the beats. And right, and I've been enjoying a lot of your work, man. And I, and I, I can tell that from the beginning, from the inception, what I've been hearing is pretty much that you value a specific level of quality. Like, hey, there's thanks. no, oh, well, let's just put it out see what the fuck. No, it's <laughs> going to sound fire every time. It's hey. not going to be no trash. It's not going to be no half-ass and shit. It's just, like, sparse. <laughs> It's beats. <laughs> it's fucking scratching. It's fucking, you know, it's hip hop. It's it's just, it hits, you know? Thank you, man. And I feel Thank like you. a lot of cats just, they they call it in. They just fucking. It's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing to not give your all right now. Right. It's kind of shows how um, antisocial and I guess, uh, internal suffering that you have you know it's kind of cool right now <laughs> it's like in vogue mm. to not be like passionate yeah i was just thinking about this the other day i was saying like you know um being obsessed with something mm-hmm. is a thing that we don't do anymore like like people would just like pick a thing and then yeah. that's what the fuck they, they would do forever like yeah. for like 10 years they would just be like hey yo i'm all about fucking green hats i'm the green hat <laughs> guy you know what i'm saying every nigga every nigga that got a green hat give me the green hat and my green hat collection is popping right and um collectors are a rare thing nowadays because yeah. what do you need yeah. to collect you for you need to go seek shit out for because everything just comes to you they yes, give it real. to you it's whatever they just yeah. you know Digital. i feel like the, the way that we consume media nowadays is like king of the castle i'm the king of my throne look at me look at me yes <laughs> um a big man on the throne. Look at me. Give me more music. Give me more media. Give it to me. I want to have it. Yakshaman. 
<laughs> Nobody knows fucking Borat anymore. Yeah, for real. It's been a minute. But, uh, <laughs> yo, real talk. Yo, I think that if Sasha Baron Cohen decided that he wanted to uh, take his Julian character and make like a full album, he totally could do that. Oh, yeah. Because that move it, move it record, like he was snapping. He was rapping on the shit. Like, nice time to eat. I ain't looked it. That was him doing that voice? He did the voice, yeah. You didn't know that, did you? You didn't see Purple Rain. I didn't know that. So, yeah. so there's a lot of useless information that I have in my brain that I don't need to know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mentioned Purple Rain because um, this is the Late Bloomer podcast. I want to talk about some shit. Right. But it also is going to help me to understand, to talk about some shit that has been on my mind lately. Right. Um, the themes that are in the film. Domestic the, violence. The films? The themes that are in this particular film. Oh, and, oh yeah. Purple you know, Rain. The yeah. idea of domestic violence. The idea of the continuous cycle. Like he's yeah, like he was, doing he the was, same shit that his yeah. dad was doing. Da, 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 da. You know, yeah. the idea of fame. Uh, wanting fame, the mm-hmm. idea of being the most '80s nigga. Like I feel like <laughs> that dude is the most '80s nigga. Like it didn't matter that he was saying the corniest shit. Like the fact that he was the most he '80s embodied nigga. a decade, right? But then Prince's character was the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Was the most. He just like his 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 aura, his essence, his aesthetic uh, superseded the '80s. So in real life. His shit superseded the 80s as yeah, well. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, he was an asshole in that movie. Yeah, and Straight the up. character in the movie, but the idea of the visual, the idea of what he, what he, how he carried himself, it transcended the 80s, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that is a really cool representation of people in general, you know? What? Because think about it, like, you know, the dude that mastered being the coolest nigga, like, he... He, he spent so much time figuring out how to be that nigga at that era that he ends up being stuck in that era. Hmm. And the individual motherfuckers, like, always supersede the era. Like, they, they, they transcend and any, any genre, any style, any whatever. era, yeah. and anything that's happened, they could uh, put their little hot sauce on whatever's happening at the moment. You know sounds, what I'm saying? Sounds like Prince. You know? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That definitely, that's, that, that's the man. Yeah. yeah. And um, I did not... Okay, here's the thing. Being a kid who was sheltered, he didn't listen to a lot of music, mm-hmm. I'm super unfamiliar with Prince's catalog, right? Mm-hmm. And I understood Prince was skilled at what he did. But I didn't understand exactly how good he was. Word, yeah. Because I just never knew. I never. I probably still wouldn't if it wasn't for my... F- I have avid Prince fans in my family. That's what I'm saying. You know so I mean? my family was not, like, worldly, uh-huh. quote-unquote. Yeah. So I didn't hear a lot of, you know, popular music. And if they did listen to some shit that was, like, you know, like, big, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So my knowledge of music was limited to whatever I heard on the radio. So the whole Prince versus Michael Jackson thing. Michael Jackson had a wider reach and he True. he was more effective in that regard. But Prince, if, in my opinion, would shit on him any day when dancing and producing yeah. and singing and, yeah. and whatever. Instrumentation. Instrumentation, everything. You noticed, you heard the story about the, they were supposed to be on Bad. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, these stories, <laughs> you never know what the fucking truth is because he yeah. goes, well, first of all, the first line in that song is your butt is mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> and is I ain't facts. having that. It's like, ah, come on, y'all niggas be just telling stories. I don't know what's what, like, and I and I've learned not to take shit too seriously. Um, I want to take shit with a grain of salt. I don't really know uh, whether or not something would be considered like uh, for sure, like without a doubt, a fact. Yeah. And being a person who has studied like theology and like religion and starting to understand that, I'm starting to see that. Stories can be conflated and, and misconstrued over time to, over time yeah, to make it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you gotta, uh, nobody was like Mike ain't around to be cross examined on that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, neither one take, of them are. Right. We take it for what what it is. You know. Um, we don't know if Jesus actually had the bread and what happened? <laughs> the fish. The fish. And um, it could have been. You know, I would, could have been a piece of chicken, you know what I'm saying? Some some pasta sauce. Some yeah, <laughs> you don't know. But you know, we said fish and, and bread, and we just had to stick with fish and bread. That's what we had to stick to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got like mad theories on that. Yeah, I mean, we could do all that, but I'm not <laughs> trying to do that today. Is that representing Pisces? Is that entering the Pisces age? <sighs> yeah, see, uh, two fish. Uh, right, right, right. Was Jesus actually a carpenter? Because according to his location, there wasn't very many trees. So, I mean, like, where did he get the wood from? Like, what the fuck? I'm saying, like, there's just so much shit that you could do and really, like, challenge. Like, and what one of the things about why I wanted to do this shit was to think about what is considered a normal thing, like having kids and getting married and challenging it specifically to piss you off. And so, <laughs> um, I was thinking about this the other day. There's so much shit that we just accept as fact. And we'll go, oh, that's a classic. When it comes oh, to music, music and yeah, stuff. it's like, oh man, nothing lasts forever by Keith Sweat is a classic. Oh, man. Like this is the best song ever. And one of the things that really fucking had me going, and I was ranting and raving about this shit, is how did how did we as a society mm-hmm. allow uh, Soul for Real uh, Candy Rain to happen? <laughs> like it's a it's a bop. Listen to me. If, if it comes on, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. When it comes on, I'm doing the fucking running, man. I'm doing the wop. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving. I'm shaking. But, bro, come on. The what, song what, is trash. Your, what's your problem with that song? The song is trash, bro. It's trash. I'm trying to think of the Okay, bars. first of all, the first lyric, it goes, um, my love. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, do you ever address anyone that you talk to as my love, my love, my love. My love. <laughs> Yo, someone really wrote these fucking lyrics. Matter of fact, yo, let me let me pull this shit up, bro. Hold on, let me pull this shit up. Yo, my love, okay. And then you, then first off, you lead in asking her a question. Do you do you ever dream of candy coated raindrops, nigga? The fuck is you talking about? What's she gonna say to you? She gonna say, Do I ever dream of what, nigga? Yeah, that's some slang. Yeah. That's Do I dream of like candy cutter rain? You trying to nut on my face, nigga? Right, right, right. <laughs> rain on me. You trying to rain on my... You trying to put some candy coats on my... That was around the same time. The, uh, the SWV uh, rain down on me joint came out, I think, right? Yeah, but also, that was around the same time when Barney was popping. Uh-huh. Big purple... big a Nigga in a big-ass purple suit, right? <laughs> Talking about... Um, uh, if all the raindrops were lollipops and gumdrops, oh, what a thing that would be. <laughs> So my nigga, like you thinking about candy coated raindrops, like like Barney and his squad, right? No, I don't think that's the same. It's thing. not the same. <laughs> However, he's saying, "Have you ever dreamed of candy coated rain? Like, are you that much about sugar? Like, I don't even eat candy that much, bro. Like, this is stupid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? What is you talking about? Candy coated rain? Yeah, they taste the rainbow. Man, they was cross promoting. First of skittles. all, I never dreamed about candy ever. I never was like, oh, what if all the stars and the moon and the sky were like a big lollipop? The moon is just a big cookie. The moon is a cookie and the stars are sprinkles. The stars are are sugar and it sprinkles in the sun and the moon. And then, okay, all that shit. Fuck all that shit, right? Then he, then he goes, oh, then she, so let's say that she actually does go for it. Oh, yeah, sometimes I do think about that, right? Yeah. He goes, well, how about this? How about this? I want to drop this on you. Sometimes. I think about that too, and it makes me think of you because you're the same as Candy Coated. Oh! <laughs> ah! Panty dropper. 
She didn't see that coming. She didn't see it, bro. It's dumb. It's the. <laughs> it's not a bar. It's not even suave. It's not cool. <laughs> You're and, the same, bro. My candy. Man. So, have you ever dreamed of candy coated raindrops? You're the same as that. <laughs> Is you, that a rhetorical question? Yeah. <laughs> First question. Candy coated rain is to you at <laughs> nigga the fuck okay so then then it goes on to um to play the first bar hold on i'm gonna get the lyrics for this shit hold up candy rain soul for real right now have i'm gonna tell you, you ever have you ever have you ever <laughs> loved someone so much that oh, you yeah, thought you'd yeah. die Go, giving so much of yourself it seems the only way what's the only way to die i don't know like I would like what the what's this Romeo and Juliet nigga? Like this is stupid. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want, and I will give it to you because you are my dream. You are my love. Look, okay. First of all, have you honestly? I'm gonna ask you a question. Except for like your kids or your parents or something. Have you ever loved someone so much that you would die? Uh no no. Ah come on bro. Nah. Jesus died for your sins. I love somebody so much. I thought I wanted to kill him. <laughs> I've, I've loved someone so much I wanted to live so I could love them some more. Word, there you go. Right. First of all, these bars don't even fucking rhyme. And you know what I noticed? Love by Music Soul Child does not rhyme. Did Say you know again? that? Love by Music Soul Child does not rhyme. Just the whole song? The whole song. I can believe that. Think love, so many things I got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Because it's a possibility that you, you look, look at, at me, me differently. Man. Love doesn't yeah, rhyme. That's just going. It just works because it's in a nice cadence. Love back. Right. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the, um, what's his name? Uh, from uh, Fonte. Fonte verse where he doesn't rhyme the whole <laughs> yeah, verse, yeah. right? So what I'm saying is sometimes not rhyming is good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but just, someone yeah. actually wrote this. Someone said, a, a songwriter, because these are kids. They didn't write this. Mm -hmm. They've never loved someone so much that they feel like they're going to die. So yeah. someone wrote this shit. Someone sat down and said, here's the lyrics. Here's the bars. I kind of can rock with a song that don't rhyme, though, if it's dope. Like, Prodigy used to do that a lot. Yeah, I feel it. Like I said, sometimes, it's just like Prodigy, just yeah. like, you know, Fonte, just like the music Soul Child, yeah. there are instances where not rhyming is good. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those instances. <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why Candy Rain works, in my opinion, right? Okay. Because... It plays on a bunch of different themes and ideas that we want. We want to be young and mm. and nubile and 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 <laughs> and, and, and virile <laughs> and, and and horny, and it makes us think about high school, right? <laughs> Buckwild. Yeah. So first of all, it's super weird that you're like looking at these young men going, "Oh, that's so sweet." He's talking about love. <laughs> and then, <laughs> ew, what the fuck? And then the second thing is they play on nostalgia. Right. Okay, so they got the tribe called Quest. Oh my, what's the beat? Doom, doom. Uh, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, uh, oh my bro. god, yes. Nah, oh my god. Nah, no, mixing songs no, no. What song is that? What song is that? Uh, no, fuck. You're on point, fight. On, on time, time tip. Um, can can I kick it? No. No, no. Man, no. I feel like such. I'm just. It's been a long day, man. I've been yeah. rapping all day <laughs> into the camera. Well, whatever that song is, it plays on that, right? Because yeah. as soon as you hear the sample, you know it's a bop, right? Yeah. Then, um. If you actually listen to the song, hold on. Alexa, <laughs> uh, play Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Candy Rain by Soul For Real. <laughs> it's all for Soul For Real. All right, listen to this. Listen to this. First of all, what is that nasty-ass plinky-plinky? I was trying to... Trash. That, Trash. Check the rhyme is the name of the song. Check the rhyme. Name. I was right, right? Did you say that? I didn't... I no, didn't I said, know. oh my God. You said, oh my God. Yeah, check the rhyme. Right, so do you hear, hold on, Alexa, start the song from the beginning. This is like some stock shit that you hear on the fucking keyboard when you first, 
Somebody's playing. Ding, ding, ding. Right? And then listen to the strings. Listen to the strings. Shitty stock strings that you get on the fucking program when yeah, you man. first down. It was their first single, bro. They were supposed to just. No. Alexa, stop. It was their first single, but you think that these kids were sitting there producing it themselves? No. no, no, no. A grown ass man thought about these plinky <laughs> little things and the drum loop, and then that was it. They was like, so basically it's this it's the plinky plinks, right. it's the sleigh bells, it's the, it's the shitty ass strings, and it's that uh, that uh, bass line from the, the Check the Rhyme. The Minnie Riverton Inside of My Love. Inside of My Love sample, yeah. right. That they're using not, not as a reference to Inside of My Love, but as a reference to. Uh, the Tribe Called Quest, because yeah. Tribe just came up with that record before. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, it talks about, you know, uh, you know, listen to the harmonies, it's basic as fuck. And the kids, the vocal performances of the kids is like whiny. <laughs> Alexa, play the song. Alexa. Alexa, play Candy Soul, my for real. <laughs> Candy soul. My whole mind is fucked up. Alexa. <laughs> play for real. Play soul for real. Candy rain. She's not even checking for you now. Alexa. Play candy rain by soul for real. I can't find candy rain by Bitch. <laughs> Alexa. Are you stupid? <laughs> Alexa, play that shit. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> With the Dominican stupid. All right. Stupid. Stupid. Alexa. <laughs> play the fucking song, Alexa. The fuck. <laughs> Alexa, play Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Candy Rain by Soul Why'd she say it like that? Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Wasn't there a remix of this? There was, and it had Heavy D on it. Or was that the other one that every little thing you do? Yo, no, that had Heavy mind. D on the Yo, remix. Every little thing you did. That's the other song. No, the remix had Heavy D on it. Yeah. Okay, so. I got nothing Do you hear the sleigh bells? Yeah. Aww. You're the same. Listen to his vocals. Didn't these guys like rob a bank or something? <laughs> Did they? Ask Alexa that. I, I Google that. Google one. that, please. I'm pretty sure they got caught up on some armed. Alexa, be quiet. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shit my pants because I was a little baby and I'm sitting singing a song about uh, grown shit. So anyway, this was a thing that people don't do anymore, which is super weird that we actually did do this in the past. Was Gro- little kids, right, yeah. singing about grown people shit. Right, like the Jackson Five. The Jackson Five, Michael Jackson bases. So uh, I'll be there. All that shit, bro, was based on this whole idea of little children singing about stuff, and that's low key like pedo type shit, dog. Like, what the fuck? Why are we uh, doing that? And why did we think that that shit was cute back in the day? Oh, he thinks he's so grown. Like, the kind of hard as big as Texas. <laughs> like, word. <laughs> No, you don't, little nigga. Your heart, <laughs> your heart is very, very delicate, and you better calm the fuck down. If you get too excited, you might have a heart attack at, at five years old, six years old, talking about some grown woman. Oh, let me hold up. Hold up. Let's see. Okay. Um, these dudes were doing identity theft. They were le- They were. Uh, 
was leasing at least four other apartments <sighs> under uh, aliases. Uh, they estimated that they struck over 260 victims in at least eight banks for as much as a million dollars. Get the fuck out of here. And it was man. in Georgia. It was in Duluth. Wow. Dang. Have you ever robbed someone <laughs> like a million times? So much money that I stole. <laughs> stole. We're going to change that name from Soul For Real to Stole For Real. Stole For Real. <laughs> oh, God. That's been under our nose for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. 11. So the whole idea of Soul For Real is just like really shady, shitty business model. It's like, hey, let's get th- uh, four kids and let's teach them the song and teach them the steps. Right, and right. The, the whole shit is fucking dripping with janky promoter. <laughs> a little, little uh, exploitation. Yes. Model, perhaps. And perhaps. so why was this okay? Why did we still sit there and go, so I'm, I'm, why do people do this? I'm people. First of all, <laughs> I'm one of the niggas that would be jamming for that shit. Like, if it comes on, it's, we in the club. It's it's our fucking <laughs> sweet Caroline. Yo, you know, a lot of songs actually are cool to me that I couldn't stand when I was a kid. Toward the mic a little bit. Oh, my bad. I know it's a condenser mic and they could pick up mad vocals. Yeah, I'm hearing myself. Hella far away. Uh, yeah, I probably do sound ghost. But you're a rapper, so you're like, you're an MC. You're I like, project. Yeah, you project. Project. Projected, son. Yeah. Um, but what you were saying, a lot of things that you didn't like as a kid. I'm starting to, like, have a little bit of affinity for if it even if it is just the uh nostalgia right uh like you know t-bird my baby daddy that i, I used mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. want to throw up when i heard i, I used to want to <laughs> throw up when i heard uh who you I actually with. know the dude who wrote that oh yeah 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 certain white songs, guy really he used mm-hmm. to get the fuck out of here yeah, you're white guy, yeah you would never have thought that he wrote that but go ahead go wow ahead. he's on he's yeah. like that dude who wrote uh some marvin Gaye shit <laughs> <Or>. <laughs> sexual healing and shit. yeah yeah but, but uh yeah just certain Songs from the past that I didn't really give too much um, airplay when I was eight, nine, right. ten, listening to Wu Tang, but right. I didn't like the radio like that. But now I'll hear certain joints and I'll be like, "Oh man, remember this?" Like right. when Nas Wright comes on, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I bang that loud, like right, right. You know, certain stuff has an effect on you, like how you mm-hmm, do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Young Bleed, uh, um, you know, because I wasn't a super No Limit fan either as a kid. But right. certain joints come on now, like Make Up Say Um Remix, like mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm, yo, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and um, I heard uh, recently um, Project Pat, Chicken Head Ho. <laughs> and that shit slapped too. Cause that shit, yeah. <laughs> I could, what, what? When that came out, I could not believe that that was, I thought it, it was. It was a mainstream appeal. I was like, yo. There's no way. It just sounded like two slaves having a joning contest. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. It's just a meter broke. Yeah. Man, shut the fuck up. What? You need some gum. <laughs> it it sounded like the crows from fucking yeah, uh, Dumbo. You know, it sounded like mad um, but that's stereotypical. Their, but that's their culture. See, some people um, are stereotypical, and that's okay. And that's okay. And but that's, okay. that's just because they that's who they are. Like, yeah. some people are doing a thing, and some people are genuinely that. <laughs> doing like, that's thing. really That's really how they are. How they, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll notice, but if I'm ever doing music, I'm never going to pretend like I'm super hood. But nah. I'm, I'm a hood dude. Like, I, I, I do think like that, you know? It works. Um, but, like you said, like, there are a lot of records that I didn't understand or didn't fuck with as a kid that now I do. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like, corny shit, like, cornball shit. Like, I really like that Blue Double D song. That shit, that shit rides <laughs> if you actually listen wait, to wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. blue, double D, double D, double D, It's like a, a house song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, the, the, uh, the chick who's singing that? No, it's a dude. And then in the video, they used to put it on the box. They used to have like aliens dancing and shit like that. I don't even think I heard that. Or, or Smash Mouth. Like whenever I hear um, some, I, I know what the next part is. 
Somebody once told me. <laughs> but I listened to that song recently, and I was like, okay, okay. It's doing, it's Not a cheesy song. It's tool in the shed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's decent writing. It's decent song structure. Uh-huh. It has DJ scratching. It incorporates um, pop. It incorporates like live you uh-huh. know, okay. instrumentation. So yeah. I see why it would be like considered like the perfect yeah, pop song. Appeal, yeah. yeah. And so I appreciate that, but mm-hmm. I still know that it's, it's objectively Shit. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I start to look at things like that as an older person, as a musician, and somebody who starts to understand like the structure and understanding like how to create a song, mm-hmm. that these things, um, I know, I start to think about why they work, and why they're good, yeah. or, or why they're bad, or why they're you know, or like so that's the same same thing with so for real. Like yeah. so for real is a bad song overall. If I was <laughs> a producer, Rain a Candy Rain is a bad song. <laughs> if I was a producer and I was listening to him and I was like, nope, because it's the thing you can't go. Oh, that was the time. It just had to be because kids, that, man. Like imagine uh, LSG singing that song. It would have been weird. Right, right, exactly. exactly. It wouldn't <laughs> have know? worked if it wasn't kids. Nah. But as a person, you can't just go. Oh well, it's the '90s thing. You know, you shouldn't because there are a lot of good music in the '90s that came out around the exact same time that yeah. still stand the test of time. And it had nothing to do with it being yeah. from the '90s. It's... Yeah, hold on a second. All right. We'll be right back. We was just talking about um, Smash Mouth and uh... right, right. So the only reason why it worked was it because it was kids, right? Mm-hmm. It would not have worked if it weren't kids doing it, but. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of things that are objectively bad, yeah. specifically not very good that we really really like because it reminds us of high school. It reminds us of the times that we were the good times, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So mm-hmm. by talking about the song objectively, like as a, as an artist and going well in retrospect, this is not very good. I, song, it can really upset people. What songs have you? Can you point out maybe? Okay, let's that, see um, that people have gone back and said. In droves, that man, it, this song really wasn't that good. We were, right. What the fuck were we on? Mambo number five, right? Um, <laughs> Macarena. Macarena. <laughs> like certain shit, we go back to and like, what the? Fuck? What were we thinking? This was a phenomenon. She bangs. She bangs. Oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. any anything that came out of the um, American Idol canon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably. Um, the, uh, what else did, did we have that was just like it's just this is not very good at but all. It, but it. But it went off when they dropped. Right, right. Like went off. Right. It was everywhere. Um, and now we we can admit, right, that we're stupid. Here's the thing, Dos Effects created something that was fresh and never heard before. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, okay, <laughs> we want effects is pure gibberish. It's like a bunch of cliches. It's it's essentially just a bunch of people sitting around watching, doing nothing cartoons. but watching cartoons <laughs> and commercials. Commercials, and, jingles. You know, it's super dated because it's like if you listen to it, you gotta have the fucking genius open to yeah. understand what they're talking about. Because a lot of them ads. It's don't like run. reference after reference after reference yeah. after reference. That's what so, Method Man's whole shit was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. So it's like. Um, uh, now I like people who talk about just general things instead of like referencing popular culture. Yeah. And so that in in its essence is a is a bad thing because it just it, it dates you. It, it dates stops, you. Yeah, it dates yeah. you and it doesn't make your music timeless. I don't think that you can listen to a Lauryn Hill record from nineteen ninety nine and go, Well, who is Porgy and Best? I mean that's probably the only thing that she really references. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I, that I can think of that's a dated reference. Like Yeah. <clears throat> it's not it's, the best MCs kinda keep it Timeless. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I even try not to complain a lot in music. Yeah, you yeah. know, because I don't want to like immortalize the complaint. Right, right, right. So I get, I get that. But yeah, like certain stuff, you had to be there. 
and you're just not gonna like it like that unless you was there or right. you have some other type of connection to it. Yeah. But with a lot of those type of rhymes, we talking about Dallas Effects rhymes with like the you know commercial jingles that they would incorporate. You know, them commercials don't run no more. Them, them brands might not exist no more. Right, right. And you might even think it sounds cool. Like, oh, man, that little melody he had right there was hard. That might have been a commercial for a biscuit that don't... Yeah. That stopped being produced in 92. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, It's like a bunch of random... Like, it's almost like Easter eggs yeah. in, in rap. Yeah, yeah. It had a lot more of that going on. Right, right. And I do appreciate that because what happens is it starts to rejuvenate things. But I like... I appreciate it more when they do it and they're doing it about a thing like you're doing it about a song they're referencing other songs because mm-hmm. it's low-key like a way to keep people interested in our culture our history that's so, what we different samples yeah different samples yeah. different references different like you know interpolations of different parts of songs and all that shit eventually like starts to come together and make sense uh, as far as like keeping the culture alive yeah and hip-hop yeah. in my opinion is one of the few genres that's that references itself right. more than most genres so no like uh, I can't really think of you know you know an ACDC song where they're talking about you know um, you know a different rocker from the earlier era I guess would say if we're talking about ACDC yeah it's, you don't really see that in in rock you don't really <clears throat> certain things that are like really unique to hip hop like saying one's name mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah or yeah. like the producer's name like yeah yeah just that that whole that whole bag you know what yeah, I mean yeah, we yeah. we. We, that's new. I, it gets tiresome sometimes to yeah, hear that. Yeah. Like sometimes we want to break out of it, but that's our thing. We created that. Yeah, but this know? is the thing. Like back in the day, doing a cover song of a song that was popular was not a big deal. Right. They never, they, yeah. they, you wouldn't hear like um, Satchmo go like, "Shout out to Louis for writing this one. <laughs> Shout out to Miles for writing this one." <laughs> you like it just doesn't happen. You, know what I'm saying? you uh, a fool for this one, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool for this one, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I get. I totally fuck with it. Um, yeah. But what I wanted to talk about um, was how the movie. Um, did I say this before, or did we just say it off, off, off thing? Uh, I think we already mentioned it. What's that? About how Purple Rain men- uh, talks about certain things. Did we mention that? We did. We talked about uh, uh, the the domestic abuse. Right. Um, what else about just him being an asshole character? Right. Right. <laughs> but, the kid. Right. But um, there's something else that I noticed in the movie. Right, and mm-hmm. this is a, this is goes back to you know back in the day when people would reference things. Yeah, um, is that there's a deliberate um, reference or call out to this um, uh, Abbott and Costello bit? Who's on first? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you know about that, that, then it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense that they're doing the who's on first the bit, pass- right? The password. Yeah, the password say. section. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So the whole password thing. But imagine just being a random hood dude watching a movie, and you don't understand the origin of the one of the oldest comedy bits of all time. Yeah. Right. They're doing the bit. The writers know that they're doing the bit. Everyone knows that this is a version of who's on first, right? right? Uh-huh. And a lot of films have that. They have this version of a thing that, of a trope that's been done a million times. Mm-hmm. So. It's not uncommon. Oh. Watch your headphones. Yeah. It's not uncommon for that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, and it might fall deaf or, you know, somebody might be, they might miss the reference, but it'd still be funny. Right, right. You know what I mean? So. And uh, it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to all other writers and people who write scripts. And yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about the, the movie in general and... The idea that um, 
you know, people um, can be like the most. Did I say that? I, did I talk about this? <laughs> I feel like we talked about Which it. Which part? <laughs> how you could like you could be the most '90s dude. Oh yeah, we talked about that part. We did. Uh huh. Okay. I don't know where I'm going. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, hey, so this is the part where I was going to mention another sponsor, but I don't have any sponsors right now because everything is shut down, and those two sponsors are event planning companies, and they're all shut down until, like, September. Anyway, um, but I do want to say stay in the house and do not go out to the club or to your friend's house to play spades because you may be asymptomatic and you may carry the disease even though you don't know that you're carrying the disease. And I have a slight feeling that many of us have carried the disease already. I don't know if we're still contagious or not, but again, just be very careful. Wash your hands and wash your ass. Um, get some dope merchandise from PaidInAmerica.com. That's one thing I could tell you to do. Hats, sweaters, coats, cell phone covers, dope shit. Paidinamerica.com with three Ks. Back to the show. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back with uh, Yamin Somali. Yo. And, uh, man, man. You remember that? <sighs> like yesterday. Oh, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was it the best thing that ever existed. <laughs> but it wasn't. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing that I'm starting to realize is that most of the shit that we remember as the good old days, the best of our, the best of times, the worst of times, it more than likely was the worst of times. This is absolutely horrible. Dude, everybody remembers the time that they were growing up is the best time. Like yeah. the best music, the best food, the best girls. Mm. Everything was the best. And I'm starting to realize that <laughs> Dude, our memories are don't don't serve us very well. Yeah. We remember what the fuck we want to remember. That's how we lie to ourselves Dude. so we don't feel like we're missing anything now. Like we got all the good shit back then. Oh man, back in my day. Yeah. That whole back missing. in my day shit, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dog. I don't want to ever be on that. I I've realized this many times. I'd never go back to any previous year I've lived like, oh, I want to be younger. Like, nah, I'd never feel like that. I'm always like, fuck that year. Yeah. <laughs> like my life, yo. I'm like nah. I'm doing better now. Even if I wasn't, I know I know better or yeah. whatever. So I, like, I never want to go back to a place where I was like uh, mentally not where I am now. Yeah, it just seems like regress regression. I don't, I think that what it is is like we 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 sit in like a fantasy world, right? A lot of where times. we could think about like all the stuff and remember it, and we could create our own little like world. Like mm -hmm. it's like kind of like I don't know how to explain this. It. Like you know, I um, it's like an escapism to a degree. Yeah, to, instead yeah. of thinking about what's happening now in the future and what's going on around you, just sitting and reminiscing and fondly remembering the past, mm -hmm. um, because that's an easier way to, I don't know, cope with what's happening now is to just remember what was. Oh, yeah. Man, that shit, that shit will go. That shit doesn't go nowhere, man. And I, I catch myself doing that. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, or what happened. Or, but all that shit is just pointless, just, bro. Just keeps you stagnant. Yeah, or going exactly. backwards is exactly. even worse than being stagnant. Right. But yeah, I remember like. Even as a kid, right? right? Like, the comfort of having somebody make food for you because mm. you're a child and you can't, you know, or somebody loves you and right. they want you to eat. Right. You know, you might get a bologna sandwich when you was a kid, you know? 
and, and I remember be the best fucking bologna sandwich you ever had. Huh? That's what I think. That's this. This is my point. I'm getting to like. It wasn't the sandwich that you liked. It was the fact that somebody cared for you and made the sandwich, right? But then you get older and your your your, your tastes mature, and you realize bologna tastes like asshole, right? And then, <laughs> right, right. And then you're like, man, I still love this person who made this sandwich. How do I get a different kind of sandwich without get? How can I still get the love the person gave me mm-hmm. and get a better fucking sandwich? Right, right, right. So that's when you become aware and you become responsible for your own taste mm. so that's when you get that's why i don't ever want to go backwards because i feel like the more responsible i become for my own taste in life the more i can like find out what i want to taste right, right, you know what right, i mean right. so it's just like whether it be like the sandwich metaphor mm-hmm. or like even when you was doing like your lawn your mom was doing your laundry but then you wanted to buy certain clothes when you got older now you had to do your laundry yeah, yeah. it's like more responsibility comes with be, having better Mm-hmm, things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so right. I like even with my taste in music I've had to go through so much music I had to buy so many records it's so much responsibility with being a taste like somebody with good taste good taste yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's it, right. everybody don't have the acumen to mm-hmm, be responsible mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. good taste right right and so that's why I think this whole thing that we're talking about is very effective because yeah. you don't you don't like it genuinely because it's good or bad. You like it because it it's going to keep reminding you of that time that you watched it, right? Right. So it's not the thing that you're doing that's actually good. It's the thing that surrounded what you were doing that's actually that's true. good, right? So that's why I, I like this whole idea of looking at things. The whole show is based on nostalgia. Yeah, looking at things with new eyes and actually uh, of, uh, looking at it... Uh, objectively and mm-hmm. really assessing is this really a good thing or is it just good for the time or you know like a time yeah, a time or yeah. for that time you know and that's there's a lot of things and uh, everyone will say artist objective everything is, is is based on perspective and you know uh, purple rain was the biggest thing and even as corny as some of the things that happened in that film <laughs> there's a lot of things that i could like man the lighting is so good the scenery is really cool yeah. the acting you know is, is also pretty good but there's some bad. yes there's some <laughs> the parts in the movie where it's bad and i just feel like if I was watching that stuff as a child, I wouldn't have been able to really come to these wouldn't conclusions. Wouldn't have noticed. Any I wouldn't have noticed shit. anything. I'm gonna tell you what I used to like off, uh-huh. off the cuff about that. I told you I watched that movie a lot as a kid because we had it on VHS. Right, right. The part I used to love the most was when he embarrassed Apollonia at the show <laughs> when he was talking about <laughs> darling Nikki. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole right, movie. Right. She got so flustered when he started talking about he met her in the hotel. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I just love the fact that he chumped her ass off and nobody knew, yes, but she knew. Yes. She got the hell up out of yeah, there. I yeah. love that scene yeah. since I was five years right, old. Right. I really love that scene. The scene, Um, what, what's my other favorite scene out there? Well, of course, you know, Lake Minnetonka. When my man said chili sauce and hit that slide, I said, <laughs> it's the coldest nigga in the world. He's the coldest nigga alive. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, so um, talk about his his rival. No, his actual name. What's his name? Oh, Morris Day. Morris Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Morris Day in the time. In the time, Jerome. Um, yeah, but when he said chili sauce and hit that slide, I was I was convinced that this nigga is the coldest nigga. Alive. Yeah, he he most definitely that dude. Did you ever see um Sidebar? You ever see uh Tales from the Tour Bus? The Mike Judge. Right. Thing? Yes, it's a really good series. So good. So really good. good. Yes. No, not a commercial. This but I commercial. I haven't seen the whole thing because. 
I haven't paid for cable. I probably can watch it now that we have cable. <laughs> yeah. But I was watching clips of it on YouTube, and I'm like, give me more clips. And I'm like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was really good. Like, you can find it. Yeah, you can find it it's, it's on Showtime. I, I'm not a it's pirate anymore. Like but back the in Cinemax the, was on. Yeah, so that's another thing that I've let go. A lot of Pirating. things that I've let go that I thought were like you know cool, and they're not cool. It's not fucking cool. Well, I pirate? like pirating. It's, it's not yeah, that. It's, it's not that it's like, illegal. Uh-huh. It's that as an artist, I appreciate quality. No, so no. why would I watch some shit that sounds like that? <laughs> right? The sound is shit. The video right, is right. shit. No doubt, it'll annoy you. I, yeah, I appreciate good quality content. So the fact that I even did it as much as I did mm-hmm. is um, is dumb. It's bad, right? <laughs> uh, I, I I totally agree. Though. I feel like it's, it's about being like an audio file. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. But it's a lot yeah. of things. Like I think that um, things that we do that are detrimental to us as a people and and it, 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 like um eating like debbie cakes or fucking <laughs> you know watching bootleg movies or smoking black and miles or whatever the fuck <laughs> you did whatever yeah. one, one ply toilet right, paper right some people still do those things well up into their 30s or 40s sometimes yeah. you just gotta let some of this hood shit go bro because that shit is that's what Obviously. I'm saying. That's like the whole having the responsibility yeah. for having good taste, man. You yeah. Have to, uh, like, yeah, Colt 45 is not a good beer. Nah, it's, it's, it's the hard. bottom of the barrel yeah. malt. But some people, you pop open that malt liquor and it's just like, mm. ah, back home. Yeah. What the fuck? Yo, because I'm so anti-chicken and um, this is my thing with meat, right? Yeah. If... If it if it, if it's gonna kill you if it's rare you shouldn't eat it right right that's how I feel yeah 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 like a rare steak ain't gonna kill you under controlled circumstances yeah, you know yeah. what I mean but anyway I am from Atlanta every once in a while I'm like yo I want some motherfucking wings dog you know what I'm saying <laughs> then I hate myself after I eat that ten piece right 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 but it's just it's in me I ain't gonna ever claim to be vegan All right but I rather about that y'all bird man yeah, that y'all bird that shit go I rather chill have a wet. <laughs> With the fries on the side. I seen a lemon pepper wet sticker on a car, and it was in the image of the Ninja Turtles logo, like with the Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> and the turtles on the arc. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like lemon pepper wet. Oh, and, and the tur- where it says turtles on the Ninja Turtles, it said Atlanta. It's a like lemon pepper wet. Atlanta. <laughs> but that whole thing is like, yeah, there's like, there's just a lot of things that we do that. For the, for the co- culture, quote for unquote. the culture, or it's just like programmed in us, and we don't even realize that it's not good for us. Yeah, like, a lot of things in our culture yeah, aren't really. It's good not good for, for us. But once you know that it's not good, you understand why it's it being bad is also important. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's certain things that are bad that aren't important. You need to know mm-hmm. that it's bad. You need to do it, and mm-hmm. then you realize, oh, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. Yes, but and not to repeat. Right, right. Yeah. So. I'm I'm an all encompassing person. Like I'm not for this or that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I if I see someone doing some ratchet shit, I don't want to try to convince them that it's bad. I might make a comment about it, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, dog, you probably shouldn't be doing that." And they're like, "Whatever, man." Um, Just mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. But then, like you know, years down the line, you did what you were supposed to do, right? Yeah. If you feel compelled to say something about what they're doing is wrong, it, whether or not it hits them now or or they're sitting, you know, in the jail cell ten years ago and go, "Oh, was oh right. man, that nigga that was in the street was." Was, was right. That <laughs> random dude that said something to me that day, yeah. he was right. So I don't really want immediate results all the time. I mean, right. You know, uh, I told you so it's best served cold sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. I'm a heel. I told your dumbass. <laughs> Hang up on him. 
No. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that we do that, you know, are not good for you or just dumb or just, like, pointless. Like, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards. You're sitting around a table and you guys are doing shit. It's like, okay, this is a game. This is fun. But you just wasted eight hours. Oh, boy. Eight hours, right? Oh, my God. Or you have a Tamagotchi or some shit and you're going, like, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Oh, I have to feed my I dog. Have to feed my you know, it's digital. Like you, you just spent six hours with this digital dog uh, to, to keep feeding it. And, like, it's just, like... Yeah. There's a there's a thing. There was a moment when I <clears throat> decided that I was gonna stop playing video games. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like video games. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Um, I don't think that it's not gonna help me as a developmentally, mm-hmm. right? But I know who I am. I know that I do the most when I'm doing something. So if I was playing video games and it wasn't serving me or giving me an opportunity or a lane for me to be able to make money from playing video games, I had to cut that shit. Stop I had it, to stop yeah. it. Because I knew that I would spend all my money and all my time playing video games, but I would never be involved in the field of video games. Now, the possibility of me being involved in the field of entertainment is a little bit higher because of the six degrees of separation and things are starting to connect and make it more sense. Yeah. So. And you can still work with the video game yeah. element through that. Right, right. Yeah. And when I get older, maybe I'll buy all the systems and play them. But right go. now, yeah. I want to utilize my abilities as a, you know, as a talking head, as a mm-hmm. rapper, as a producer, as a singer. You got super talent, man. Oh, so, thank you, brother. Yeah, thank man. you. I can't, I'd be remiss to not say that on your platform. Oh, Even though man. people listening, you, I'm sure they know. <laughs> but you gave me props when I came here. So I have to also let you know that that's super mutual. Yeah. And I don't just throw that out there. Some people, honestly, like my music and I don't like their shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't say, hey, I hate your shit. Sorry. Right, but right. I love your I love your music, so I'm going to tell you that. Right. And, and thank, and, you. And thank you. Thank you. And if it was trash, I would really appreciate it if you told me something. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fucking A lot of people right don't, don't do that. Like, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, that was dope, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm really... Um, I told myself I was gonna start being fake in 2020. <laughs> it's necessary for for me, yeah, yeah, to be a little faker for the sake of people around me. Mm. I think because when I do give people my unadulterated piece of my mind, mm. it, it it wasn't really worth it most of the time anyway. So I'd rather kind of coddle people around me for just the greater good a little bit like right. I'm not going to put myself in a position I don't want to be in like right. I'm not going to be in a studio session with somebody I think is whack because right. I want them to like me <laughs> <laughs> but if I don't necessarily like your shit or I feel some kind of way about it, I, I'm not going to give you all that I'm just going to be like yo man it's cool bro I really see you doing good in this market <laughs> you know what I'm saying like right. my, my right. fake my phony has gone up I'm well, like man these people in this particular genre region they might like this shit yeah yeah basically telling you I don't yeah yeah but I'm trying to give you something positive. Right, right, right. I'm trying to be fake with a... Um, you with know, a twist. With a twist. <laughs> <laughs> the new fake. You know, 2020 fake. Wet yeah. fake. Um, <laughs> but what I started realizing that it's not fake per se. Yeah. It's just protecting your energy. Boom. I don't... Yeah. I used to really want people to feel me. Mm-hmm. I really want you to understand what my opinion mm-hmm. is, right? But my opinion, you don't want to hear my opinion. So I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and stop. Yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and 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 say, I'm good, love, and joy, and move on because <laughs> I've I've that one of my biggest problems is wanting them to feel where I'm coming from. You can't, yeah. Sometimes, it, I, and I can tell right off the bat if I'm talking to somebody and they fuck with what I'm where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. they start to they start to get more intrigued and ask more questions. Huh, mm-hmm. But then if I if I see them their body language change, they start acting like standoffish and like what the fuck is wrong with this guy, then then I start. I kind of back off, and I'll go, and I'll go. 
But you know, whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, walk off. Walk, yeah. Walk it but you know, you know, either but, you way. Know, hey, but, either yeah. way, you know. You know <laughs> either, so, way, either way, either way. Either way, yeah, I mean, you could or you can't, you know, that's <laughs> whatever. Hey, to, to each his own, you know. Um, but uh, I do have very strong polarizing opinions on many topics. Yeah. But I don't want to be specific on whether or not I'm playing a joke up mm-hmm. or if I actually believe it. No doubt. I mean, sometimes you want to just show people the oasis of your ideas in the desert of bullshit. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm not gonna can't make you drink this shit. Right. Can't make you drink this water, but look at that shit. Look at that. Doesn't that water look good? Like, <laughs> some, you know, you have to be right. like that with people. Right. Sometimes. People, there's a there's a big problem that I've noticed, and it's called groupthink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not a new thing. It's nah. been going on for Forever. as long as humans Since have there's existed. Since ever been a group. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, the whole thing about Jesus getting crucified, the whole story is based on everyone knew that he was wrong. Mm. He was the fuck. He was the the dude that was blasphemous, walking around acting like he was the shit. Mm. He was dead wrong. Kill that nigga, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if if there are certain aspects about groupthink that does help to push people forward, but in most cases uh, throughout history, when things have gone wrong, it's because everybody thought that this thing was the thing. Everyone that was white in the '60s knew for a fact that you sat in the back of the bus and that was normal and that was good. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, "Nah, B." <laughs> and they said, what? Maybe you're right. It isn't good. But at one point, before they stopped and thought about the fucking yeah. shit, oh, man. it was good. So you know that, that uh, experiment they did with those chimps? Uh-uh. Okay, let me see if I can tell the story right. <laughs> okay. Say it's five chimps in a room, right? Yeah, me, yeah, me the... the um, <laughs> The the griot. Let's <laughs> come around. Sit Anansi, around. Anansi the the, 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 the Somali. <laughs> Anansi the Somali. Oh. All right, five All right, chips, right? right? Okay, okay. There's a ladder in there with um a bananas hanging from the it's top. Sorry, so you got it. There are five chips. <laughs> five chips. And the bananas are sitting there. One's eh? name was Kofi. One is One's name was Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, they had the most like the most African shit. You have to listen to this story, eh? <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead. All right, so there's bananas <laughs> at the top of a um, ladder. So this is an actual thing, or yeah, just a, no, a this parable? Really, no, this really happened. Okay. This is scientists did this study. Um, one of the chimps goes up the ladder to get the uh, the bananas, mm-hmm. and the scientists. Hose all of them down okay. with a big, pow- powerful, you know, 1960s racial, racist uh, fire hose. Okay. Knocks all of the uh, monkeys all over, the, all the chimps everywhere. So then they take one of the chimps out. First off, fucked up, but go ahead. Yeah, very, very <laughs> fucked up. It tells you who's doing this. <laughs> but, I didn't uh, say shit. They take one chimp out, replace it with another chimp. So now it's four of the original chimps and one new chimp. The new chimp tries to get the bananas off the top of the uh, ladder again. Mm. Then they all get hit. With the hose again. Right. So now they take another of the original chimps out. Now you got three original chimps and two new chimps. Right. This keeps going until the cycle goes where there's only one original chimp. Right. But all the other chimps are so used to every time a a monkey or a chimp tries to go get the the, uh, bananas, Mm -hmm. they immediately make them stop because they know they're going to get hit with that water. Yeah, yeah. Then there's a whole group of five new chimps. Mm-hmm. Every time a chimp tries to go up the ladder and get the banana, mm-hmm. all the chimps are trying to stop the other chimp from getting the bananas off the ladder, mm-hmm. and none of them have been hit with the water hose yet. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but they just keep doing it because mm-hmm. they saw it happen. Like It's just been passed down. That's what right, we do. Right, right, right. Whenever a chimp tries to get um, a banana off mm-hmm. the ladder, 
we, we, we stop them because we don't know why because there's a whole new set of monkeys at this point. You see what I'm saying? Wow. I might have said it a little funky right, right, right. because it's been a minute, but that goes to the groupthink thing. It's very primal mm-hmm. that you just kind of fall in line with what you see, mm-hmm. what, what, what goes on, what's the, the mores of the day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, what's accepted socially. And, and that and that experiment, I always thought that was dope. I, I wish I knew the name of the scientist so we can kind of like look it up mm-hmm. or I could send people to it. Yeah. But you could probably find it like study chimps, you know, water hoses, something like that. Google. Yeah. Google I just that. have to make sure that I spell everything correctly because if I put monkey hose, I might get some. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> yeah, the placement of the S and the E is very important <laughs> before or after the word monkey. Monkey ass hose. <laughs> monkey ass hose. <laughs> Volume three. Nah. Um. <laughs> But I think that what you're talking about is basically um, uh, passed on trauma. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, genetically passed on trauma, and we talked about this a, a while back. Which basically is like um, you don't know why you're doing this, but you're doing it because you just feel that it's wrong, mm-hmm. right? And then um, what happens is that there's a moment where one person would go, "Wait a minute, why do we do this?" Yeah. Why is it this, this? Why is this the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then that person challenges what's what's being what's the norm, and then that person becomes celebrated by challenging things, right? But when they were there, when they were, they were doing hated. it, they were hated, right? They, they name a street after you after they yeah after they you. kill you, right? Yeah. So it's like um, it's a gift and a curse, wanting to be the maverick, but everyone's yeah. gonna give you a hard time in your life. And I'm not trying to liken myself to these people, but I feel that I'm naturally defiant because of my DNA and the people that I that I have in my bloodline. Like you know, I'm talking about Jamaican people. I'm talking about Marcus Garvey. I'm talking about Bob Marley. I'm talking about you know people that specifically go against the grain. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I don't. It's almost in my nature to to challenge the status quo and what we what we consider normal. You know how long Jamaica was uh, pushing the concept of. Uh, legalize it, legalize it, legalize mm-hmm. it, right? Before it became a common place yeah. where everyone is like, oh yeah, marijuana Before has, it became normal? Yeah, it's normal, right? Get it? But they were um, chastised for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, hardcore. It was, it was hardcore. the most shit, like, and, and my grandmother, rest in peace, who just died uh, this morning, and you know, Word. yeah, yeah. Wow, bro, she, she grew up in a society that was very divided in that regard. It's like, Oh well, it's the Christians versus the the um, the uh, Rastas, Rastas and the Bushman versus the upper class, or the middle class versus the upper class. And my grandmother, when she was living in Jamaica, was super high class, and her and her father forbade her to speak the patois mm. that they spoke in the, the slang they spoke. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed was, even though my grandmother was cultured and speak in the uh, Queen's English, <laughs> right? Whenever she was around um, people in Jam- that Jamaican people, she would talk and do the thing that them doing when they're talking, like they're talking and they do that and they do this. <laughs> that, that almost Irish joint. Yeah. <laughs> Look here, me want to do this and you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Huh? talking? And so they're doing the, the 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 talk, the chat. Right, chat. And um. It's essentially uh, liken it. You can liken it to people who um, uh, have jive talk. No doubt, no. yeah. code switching. Yeah, code switching, mm-hmm. and it's very common. It's it's, it's nothing is new under the sun. Nothing no is new. And so I feel sorry for people who talk to their husbands and wives the same way they talk to their boss. 
and that was one of the, <laughs> and that was one of the things that really um, I don't really talk too much about shit that my ex did in in regards to character. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing that I just couldn't stand for, which was the fake nice. Mm, you're like speaking a, to me in corporate speak, uh, right? This yeah. is very annoying, and you're you're being fake, and you think that you're being nice and cordial to me, but it's not a good thing to do what you're doing. This no is doubt. a bad thing, bro. You ever see that um that clip with uh, I think it was Nikki Giovanni talking to James Baldwin about essentially that. Uh, listeners can correct me if I'm wrong again. Excuse me. But I know it was James Baldwin speaking with uh, some poet sister. I think it was Nikki Giovanni. And she was basically pleading with this dude. I mean, I know he's not into women. He wasn't into women. But mm-hmm. I guess on a male-female thing, she was kind of pleading with the male uh, gender to be fake at home. Yeah. Like the way we're fake as black men and women in mm-hmm. the world to come off maybe less threatening or more passive. Hmm. Like, she was kind of going campaigning for us doing that in our homes, hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. You know, it's kind of a, one of those issues that I wish you could have seen it. We could really discourse right. with it. But <laughs> I don't know. So what when is you it, said what is that, it? it made me think about it. It's like a James Baldwin. You can find it on IG. It's like a clip of him talking and I believe it's Nikki Giovanni. Don't don't kill me if I'm wrong about him. And, and so basically the idea was... Was that she was saying, you know, if you're going to be fake out there in the world, that's it. Yeah, that's it. She's like kind of saying, if you're going to be fake with your boss or whatever, you know, smile at me when you get home too. Don't, don't you know, I don't know. Because if you a man, you come home and the world on your shoulders, you're dealing with a bunch of shits. Right. You don't necessarily want to be fake with your wife. Yes, you want to tell yes. her, yo, today was whack. Yeah. Like, why don't we find out a way to get up out of this right, shit? Right, right. And one of the things that I noticed that after I did a long day of work, you know, uh, she would ask me how my day was and want to speak to me about work. But I know that you don't want to talk to me about work. You, you, felt, like, you felt like it was like just small talk shit? Yeah. And I also don't want to talk about work because I just came back from work. Mm. So let's not do that. Let's talk about something random. Mm-hmm. And I'll take nostalgia over uh, work. Yeah, talk. exactly. You can do that. No, <laughs> yeah. now nah, you'll talk about nostalgia. Yeah. But the thing is this. Um, Remember people, nerds? <laughs> yeah. You ever heard? <laughs> Yo, used to get penny candies, bro. Right. This With is Coca-Cola. the... Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, this is the member, member um, character from um, uh, South Park. Mm-hmm. Member, they, they were member. They called them member berries. Member, member, uh, Tom, member, uh, Furby. Kids member, be doing mer- member, Kids be killing member. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's that's it's it's fun to do. But it's, like I said, it's like a living in fantasy world. I'm yeah. gonna play the Baldwin clip. Here we go. All right. And he will if he loves me. And you're going off with Maddie someplace. You're lying to me. Cause what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. But Billy Holiday say hush now. Don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course, of All course right, you lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what is the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me what when you lie to everybody matter? else? Why are you going to be truthful with me? You lie when you smile at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. No. Treat me the same way you would treat him. No. I can't treat you. You must. Treat him. You must. This dude trying to tell you. He don't even deal with you. I've got the and the anger. <laughs> He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come on when I catch hell, because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask? Yes, <laughs> you got your mind. Right. So what what I noticed was that um, realness is is people are afraid to be real. It's like it's almost like 
what we're talking about, like the escapism, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reality of things, if you don't have a dark sense of humor, you can't find out what's funny about the reality of things. Like you just said about doing things that are probably wrong because you needed to recognize that they were wrong. Right, right, right. right. So it's like, you know, we like whenever I try to make a, a dark joke about some shit that I notice is a pattern that's also kind of low key like a pass a passive aggression you know like a like a microaggression yeah um yeah. I do it jokingly to to mention what's happening but it could also make someone feel that I'm attacking them right yes. so it's like I don't know what are, to do right right <laughs> right so me personally right I want you to roast the fuck out of me right. Yeah. Tell me all the dumb shit I'm doing, and right. I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I do do I that do stupid that, shit, right?" right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, I gotta work yeah. on that. Yeah, I gotta work on that. But <laughs> other people would, instead of being like, "Yeah, I totally do that shit," they'd be like, "I don't do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I really hate you for pointing it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it, stalk you. It's now. it's the um it's the uh, uh the golem effect. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's sh- like. You do this. No, I don't. I never did that. I always do it. Sometimes I do it every day. Multiple times a day. Rick James. <laughs> Man, I never. Why would I look like going to somebody's house kicking their couch? Yeah, I remember kicking it. <laughs> yeah, I remember kicking it. Out. Yeah, it's like, you know, what? the self-denial is so strong. It's yeah. so strong, bro. It's yeah, like, you it's know. Tough. It's tough. I've, yeah. I've, I've hit people in the gut on some internet stuff before to yeah, the point yeah. where, like, They'll unfollow me on, on Facebook or unfriend me. Right, and right. they'll be the first person. Like, they obviously turned my posts and story notifications on because they're always the first person in my shit. So it's just like, yo, you know, you're going to have to deal with your dirty long laundry in, in private. Right, right. But I, got I, the... I probably showed your sock off. Right, right. Let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> like, I post whatever I feel about what's happening, and it's usually the contrarian idea, right? No, it's nothing wrong. I think it's. Tempered well, it's cool. If you do it on your own page, yeah, yeah, it's cool. As long as you're not going around being like a weirdo. Oh, like, going on everybody else's page. Yeah, and right. yeah that's yeah. the one thing that I killed. It's like this is my page. Yeah. I'm curating <laughs> this thing. You're trying to tell me how to make my post. Right. What the hell is wrong with you? This is my world. You when do. when you don't like what the way that I'm expressing myself on this page, you can't go. Well, you should have said this, right? Or I, I will make it. a joke, like a like a one liner, like a like a like a Mitch Hedberg type joke, yeah, yeah. and they'll be like, Well, actually, yeah, I hate him. Sometimes you. Should should think about this and think about that. It's like, bro, it's a fucking joke. It's the it's setup, punch, done. boom, boom. It's done. Yeah, that keep, was the bit, right? Up. I'm not going to talk to you for 40 <laughs> gonna minutes. You're going to ruin my shit. Yeah, right? it was a joke. So my <laughs> yeah. idea was I had a friend that I had known for six years, bro. Uh-oh. And he deleted me because uh-huh. I shared this screenshot that everyone was sharing of uh, Lil Mama, not Lil Mama, Young M.A. Uh-huh. Uh, thing where she says, Oh, the reason why such is because there's no real R&B nowadays, right? Oh, and yeah, so I shared it. it and I said, dog, do you even listen to it, music or do you skim through it? Because there's so much fucking R&B, it's yeah. almost comical that you would say there's none, right? Yeah. And it's good shit. Like I can name like 40 artists off the top of my head. Off of, like If I go on my phone and start scrolling through, mm-hmm. there's like 20, art, 20 unique artists that are making good R&B music. Jeez. And I posted... Laughing, crying emoji. I can't believe y'all sharing this bullshit, dog. I know so many artists. I seen it. I seen that And the shit. dude got literally mad. He Why? was like, "I'm sick of your shit." I don't know. <laughs> he was doing. He was. It's too early in the morning for this shit. I'm so sick of you. You know. <laughs> you, you pissed him off a yeah, long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Apparently. But um, I mean, there's a, there's, it's a multi layered thing, you know. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that people <laughs> take that shit to heart so hard. Like the second I notice that they're ready to start like going at it, mm-hmm. I I turn to troll mode. I go, 
You are uh, you big mad or little mad? Yeah, you medium yeah, sized yeah, mad or you're starting it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't because up, you know I'm I'm good on this. Like I, um, the, we've gone past two or three exchanges, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop this because I'm not gonna spend the next ten hours nah. arguing about whether or not R and B is good. When you know what's the point? What's the fucking point? I'm more I'm not always about trying to do something that has a point. Yeah. But right. sometimes there's some shit that's just genuinely like so pointless that it just serves nothing. Yes. Yeah, at this point, y'all are just showing how much you don't really like each other. <laughs> And you respect each other, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna I'm keep that part short because I'm, I'll always dig into a lower hole than you, right? <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> I'm so like I'm a I'm an MC, right? So right. if I really wanted to roast you, I could roast the exactly. Fuck. People be coming to the bro. Fight unprepared. I can fucking destroy your life with bars. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to roasting. I used to watch fucking battle rap, dog. You cannot out. Out clown me or out roast me. I will fucking get. I will find some shit and I would t- and I would jump on that shit, right? So that's something that a po- it's like a, su- a superpower that you have to use very carefully, right? Because right. you can you can you can destroy a lot. It's like, oh, like somebody want to kill you, you know? Yeah, they want to kill you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my ex and I talk about. I don't want to say my ex, but you know, yeah. I mean, the the problem that I had is that there's a lot of things that I feel about what you're doing, and I could tell you about yourself, but. I'm not going to do that because I know that it would make you feel really shit. Especially when it started off about a young MA post. Yeah. But I mean, just like anyone, like, you know, anyone, any relationship that you're in, the, the, just because you can destroy somebody with a roast. Yeah. It's not necessarily the thing to do to, to, to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, I know, yeah. bro, I know that you're so fucking wrong and I know that I could get you and I could fucking make you feel like shit. Like, cry, cry. But what? For what? Just so you remember me so as the guy go. who made you cry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you me. can't see me. I'm folding my arm. <laughs> I'm going to do a video chat. Yeah. <laughs> just so you can see the actual right, fold. Right. I'm going to do a boomerang of me folding my arms. <laughs> I just did so it. Your right. bitch ass can see me right. numerous times fading you. And the one thing that I, that I think about this too is that the people that really need to delete people and right. post about how many people they deleted and blocked. Right? Oh yeah, like oh, you, yeah. they have no control in their life. This is the only thing That's they the have thing. control over. Yeah, it's like uh, or uh, somebody who like says, "Well, you can just hit that delete button if you got a problem with it." Like when they on your shit, I'm yeah. like, "Oh, of course, nigga, thank you." Yeah, like, you, you, right, right, all the way out. Of, yeah, but so, people who have to like feign some type of power, power. Yeah, like yeah. I'm it's, deleting forty people. Welcome to the club. If, you, if you're seeing this, then <laughs> you seeing this, you made it. Like, you God, made it. Pa- oh, you made the cut. It's God, like, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I was so scared that I wasn't going to be able to see your post about, um, you know, what you thought about um, Dwayne Wade's uh, daughter. Oh, my gosh. I really wanted to know your opinion on Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, it was it was burning a hole in Bro, the fucking Bro, I really needed that in my life. And, I, and the fact that you made it so that I could be your Facebook friend. Just, I'm so honored. Like the stars Dog, have aligned this The way. stars have aligned. Like, I don't really give a fuck. And so... Um, I hit. I just hit the max Facebook friends, and a word. You yeah, got two not, pages, right? No, I only have one. Oh, you got the music page yeah. and the job. And, and yeah. now I have like my, my business pages and shit like that. And I realized that having max Facebook friends means absolutely nothing because all the shit that you post only goes to the people that have that the algorithms have curated. Right. So even though I got five K friends, I could post something that could potentially get a hundred streams or, or six hundred likes mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's really nothing unless you pay for the shit. Right, so I just stop. I'm gonna stop focusing on social media as a marketing tool in general. It's become trash. Yeah, yeah. it's just like you know. I feel like if you want to do something, just just curate some kind of thing that specifically targets your people. 
like an email list or a yeah. text group chat, like Got whatever. Because it's just like, but no, no text group because that shit is annoying too. Because oh, everyone be like, "Who this? Who this? How you text me?" Right, text back the whole group. <laughs> I hate people do that, bro. Do you not know what this is? This is not new. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> like, What's happening? <laughs> Why did you get my number? How you Who, get my number? Who's this? I don't remember. Who are all these people? Yeah, weirdos, man. Bro, it's so funny. <laughs> um, hilarious. But um, yeah, I'm gonna talk to my homie. Um. Uh, Jermaine, also known as Pure Comp, and we're gonna talk to him about his uh, his new release. Dope. Um, and so I really appreciate you coming through, bro. Real talk. And um, we'll, uh, do you think this is a good place where we can end it? Seems cool. Um, do you have anything that you want to talk about or plug? Um, check out that Yamin twenty two point album. I'm, I, I never said it out loud. Yes, twenty two point oh. Yeah, twenty two point oh. This looks like twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. It kind of double on town, right? Right. right. The upgraded album 2.0 in 2020, blah blah blah. Check that out. Yeah, I mean, Y A M I N 2020. Google that. Yeah, and we'll put the the Google, we'll put the links the links up. Uh, yeah, inside of the description. The G baby. 2020. Yeah. It's hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on, y'all? So I just wanted to make sure that I put this last little bit of bonus material on the end of the episode for the homie Pure Comp. Um, we have him here on the line. Of course, we can't get him in the uh, space because of that um, red stripe beer virus. Hold on. We got um, Pure Comp. What's good, man? What's good, man? How you doing? Mm, that's a... Uh, that question is is kind of loaded. I could, it could be a million different ways. Right now, I guess I'm existing. I'm cool, but um, you know, what about you? Same thing, man. Black and alive. You know how it go. Man, I was just thinking about that shit the other day. It's like you know, being black, a black man in America. It's like shit, man. It's like, you know, you get all this shit from the world just for being yourself and trying to express yourself in the way that you like to express yourself. And then you you come home and it's almost like there's no peace. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, okay, I understand that you sad or whatever the fuck is happening to you, but it doesn't matter. You need to do this right now. And if you're not doing this, then you ain't shit. And uh, this, I'm not feeling the love, like, you know, from all angles. Yeah, facts. I agree with you 100%, man. That's just the way it is here in this country, man. Like, we wasn't ever supposed to be here in the first place. This ain't home. You're not supposed to be comfortable here. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Because here's the thing, man. You know, a lot of niggas out here was thugging and bugging and acting crazy and doing wild shit. And, you know, I don't. I don't down that. I mean, you gotta you gotta live through your life. It's like it's kind of like the whole phase of a thug nigga, you know. <laughs> but but it's like I didn't do none of that shit, bro. Like I I lived sort of like in a position where a lot of people ended up without even having to do the thugs thing. Like I mean, I was like damn, I didn't even get to you know. Uh, bust a gun or do no crazy shit or get drunk in a, a strip club and fuck a stripper or some wild shit or, or do <laughs> nah, some. That's good though. That's, 
not a do some coke or or fucking beat somebody up. I never did none of that shit. All but I'm still ending up in jail, two years, probation, five years, felony. All the shit that people who was out there in the streets doing, I ended up in the same position. It's like, damn, is anybody safe? Nah, that's the whole thing, man. It doesn't really matter what you're doing, the, you know, the type of person that you are. The truth don't matter. That's what we got to realize. The truth doesn't matter. Like, for instance, if one person decides to tell everybody else that I care with somebody, right? Yeah. And I know for a fact that I didn't kill nobody, what this person successfully is convinced everybody else that I killed somebody, including the judge, the jury, and all of them, guess what? Hmm. I'm going to jail for that murder. Hmm. Even though the even though the truth of the matter is the fact that I didn't do shit, I didn't kill nobody. But like I said, the truth doesn't matter. Is what everybody else is just the general consensus. That's what really matters. Hmm. So you know yeah. So you know the fact that I'm not a criminal, and I could say I'm not a criminal, but then everyone around me is a criminal, and I go, well, I mean, I'm not like these people, but I mean, I like I like these people. Because they're interesting people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a criminal. Nothing that I say will convince them otherwise. Nah, I agree with you. But then we gotta look at the word criminal. Like, there's different types of crimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got violent crime. You got sex crimes. You got you know all compo- you know property crimes, all kinds of different things. Right. You know, corporate crime. And that's the thing too. It's like you know. There's so much, like, I was looking at the Tiger um, King thing, you know, and it's like, there's so much things that it takes before you actually, for certain people, before it actually becomes a serious offense. Like, like imagine if I was trafficking hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and having all these exotic animals in my house. I wouldn't get to the point where I would have almost 200, uh, you know, uh, lions or, or tigers. It wouldn't, it wouldn't get that far. So... You know, it's just it's just wild, man. Because the the stuff that I'm that I got in trouble with is just so minimal. It's almost comical that I could see people trafficking uh, hundreds of thousands and almost millions of dollars worth of money doing illegal, illicit things, and it's only you know, oh well, you know, I'm 50 now and I got caught, so now I'm gonna spend 20 years in prison. It's like, what the hell? I could have been out here wilding, like you know, washing money, doing all kinds of crazy shit. And but no, I mean I don't understand. Like it's just like you think about it. Like you do. I'm not doing all the right things. I'm not like the perfect dude. But I definitely don't think that the crime, the the punishment for the crimes that I was sentenced to, or what I was, will even match the punishment at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got pedophiles doing five years. Right. Right. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And and if you think about. Joe Exotic, people say, well, he didn't deserve 20 years. But it's like, you know, did he deserve more? Because, I mean, he was manipulating people. He was, I don't know, man. Man, I don't even know. I can't even tell you on that. You see what I'm saying? It ain't, my, it ain't really my place to try to figure out, you know, the, what should happen in this system. I don't really pay attention to it like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I got my own right, right. thing that I... That I like to focus on. You see what I'm saying? And that's I don't the, put no, no trust, no faith in, in none of this American shit, to be honest with you. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's hard to really um, be involved in or, under, or pay attention to politics when 
deep, deep down, you know for a fact that none of this shit is going to affect us in the short term in any way. Maybe in 15 to 20 years, but what's happening to us, like the immediate problems, like I don't have money in my bank account. I have to pay my bills. I can't get a loan. The immediate problems, they're not going to get solved no matter who who you choose. And what really was made me kind of sad was before um, Bloomberg went through all that shit that he went through, man, where they found out that he was all kinds of racist and, and misogynistic and doing all kinds of crazy shit. I had spoken to some black people that were on the staff that were just like, Bloomberg's the guy. He's going to save us. He's going to change the game. And I and I was like, kind of like being like a dick, sort of like kind of like being a troll and saying like, um, <laughs> you know, he doesn't care about you. He's just like Trump. He's just a different brand of Trump. He's just a different kind of dude. And, you know, they was like, no, no, he's different. He, he, he apologized for the stop and frisk. He did all this. And then, you know, months later, all this stuff started surfacing, all the videos and stuff and, and him dropping out. And I just kept, and all those people that I had spoken to that were texting me trying to get me to come to their events because they liked the way that I spoke. And they were like, oh, you're so uh, articulate and you're doing all this stuff talking about, you know, prison reform. And I really want you to come show, you know, talk to people. And I kept saying, nah, man, give me some money. I'll come through. If you like the way I talk, give me some money. They couldn't even break me up and do say, well, I ain't got no money neither, but I'll give you gas money. I mean, I'll, I'll pick you up and, you know, I'll buy you lunch or whatever. It's like, bruh. So after these people that were texting me, um, all that shit went down. I was texting them like, "Yo, is this your boy? This is the one that was supposed to save you, right?" They didn't respond. They didn't respond. They didn't respond. And so it's like, what's the point? Like, what is the point? What is the point of us really spending all of our time thinking about these people that really can't affect us in the way that we want them to? Yeah, and, and I give credit where credit is due. Like, I, I don't pay no attention. I think it's it's a it's a comedy when the national elections come around. It, Presidents, yeah, all that shit, like yeah. all that stuff right there, is comical to me. It's the perfect but, distraction. But, but doing more local voting and stuff like that, but just like in your, in your, you know, respective towns or whatever like that, that you live in your counties and all that, that stuff right there can have more of an impact. And I don't think it should be considered in the same category as the national elections and shit like that. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just the way I look at. It. Yeah, that's that's something that actually can affect you, the local the local government stuff. That definitely has an effect on you, for sure. Um, it's all the same shit to me. It's the same, but it's on a way smaller scale. Yeah, but honestly, man, I'm at the point where I'm just starting to think, like, what is the point of the president? Like, is it just a face for us to be able to see somebody to make us feel good? Because at the end of the day, I mean, I think I spoke about this on the last podcast. They had the judicial system, the... Uh, legislative system, and then the um, the other one, executive. the executive, yeah. And so the way that they had set it all up was so that no one really has so much, you know, absolute power, right? And everyone has to answer to someone, and they all work together to be able to come to a, to, to a conclusion and to an agreement. So I really don't see the purpose of the president, like the actual person. The executive office can stand, but why do we need a face? That's the, it's the whole thing. It's like the CEO of the, of the corporation, man. This whole thing is a sham. Hmm. Like everything. Like, for instance, uh, uh, they would say that America is a democracy, right? Hmm. You, you would agree with that, right? That America is a democracy, That's right? what they say, yeah. But when you pledge allegiance to the
Davis to the Republic for what he's saying. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, all this shit is just, it's a sham, bro. Yeah. All the, like, if you look at how it is nowadays with Democrats versus Republicans and what black people tend to be, uh, you know, supportive of or which party they support and things like that. But if you look back in the days, the Democrats was the one who was pro-slavery and the Republicans was quote-unquote anti-slavery. I ain't even going to say it was anti-slavery, but, it, you know, just to, just to be on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. If, 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 if the Democrats was pro-slavery, then that would render the Republicans as anti-slavery. But now they did the whole switcheroo. Hmm. And, and we all fucked up in the game. Right, right. All this shit is fake, man. All this shit is fake. It's all the shit. Hmm. All, all of them. So I say all that to say this. How do we maintain our mental state when we know for a fact that... It, it, it sounds paranoid, but everything is out to get us and there's nothing that we could do but just keep on grinding, keep on trying, keep on pushing. And it's like, what is, like, how do how can someone stay sane knowing and having evidence that this, this whole shit is against us? And that's why I wanted to talk about your project, Clinical, and what, what that meant. And what do you think about the state of black people understanding mental health and understanding how it can be important for us to be able to see and what drove you to 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 create um an album that has such strong imagery for this um you know when you, when you say clinical are you talking about a person who is mentally insane well in a way you know clinically clinical is, is pretty much i was trying to explain from a concept of of mental health in a way. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the cover, yeah. you know, I got the, the chair with the straps on it and all that, and it looked like an abandoned hospital or stuff like that. Right. You know? And if you listen to it, especially in the intro, you can hear what I was kind of going for. It right. sounded like I was, you know, in a in a padded room, bugging out, mm-hmm. talking to people, voices, all kinds of stuff like that. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's what I was going for. But as far as the black community is concerned, if you look at it, like, I guarantee, I don't know the exact numbers, the statistics on this right here, but I guarantee that the inner city and the places where, you know, black people, you know, where we reside the most has the most undiagnosed cases of mental illness. I guarantee it. I guarantee it, whether it be post-traumatic stress disorder or just everything that we, we, we've had to endure throughout all the years that's passed down generation to generation, whether it be, you know, the, the stuff with the police now or, you know, Jim Crow and slavery, and this has been going on for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, so you know that had a psychological effect on our people. Mm. And and if you look at the type of people that we are, we've always, you know, expressed ourselves and, and, and vented and, and, you know, used different avenues therapeutically, such as music or sports or dancing or something like that, any kind of art, really, all the arts, should I say. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? And so... As far as what we can do to try to maintain out here, you got to just really focus on you and your family. Find you that one that one way that you can express yourself. Because the first thing they're going to try to do is if you do go get help, they're going to try to put you on some pills or do something like that. I've been through all that. Yeah. I've been through all that. I've been through the institutions. I've been through having to take several different medications for a long period of time. I've been through the adverse effects and the lawsuits and all that. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? That shit right there, it ain't no good for you. There's always uh, some kind of natural way to 
do the same exact things that you look into these these concoctions that these scientists made in the lab. You can get the same thing from some natural resource. Right. They got to do do some research, some reading. I mean, think about it. The human race has been around for for centuries and centuries and centuries before medicine came into the picture. Mm. And we were able to cope. Exactly with natural shit. There was right. no, you know what I'm saying. There was no Ritalin five hundred years ago. Right. 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 And five hundred years ago was what fifteen hundred. That wasn't even that wasn't even that long ago. Right. Imagine, imagine thousands of years ago, we, they was using natural shit, doing different things in different cultures and stuff, trying to heal themselves of different things that they they thought they knew about, even if they didn't have a full idea of what it was that they were looking at or what they was dealing with. You see what I'm saying? They right. did different cultural practices just to be able to cope with these problems. And I think, think that I think that the reason why a lot of people were happy in spite of being poor and being out, uh, you know, you know, out of touch with what 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 one would consume like a Western standard of luxury and and comfort and convenience, um, was because there was a routine. You get up and you work, and it's physical work, and it's moving, and it's shaking, and there's a community, and everyone works together, and there's no individuality. In, in a sense where, yeah, every, there are people who have individuality and who are unique, but you have to move as a whole, as a unit. And I feel that being a part of something, even if it's a small scale, makes you feel good. And what's happening with this capitalist society that we've created, it's almost like, you know, every man for themselves, and then the, the, the big wigs are on the top, and then they just kind of move you over to the left, and they move you over to the right, but you're really not part of it, and they try to create the illusion that you're part of the community. If you ever work in a corporate office, they often like to say family. They often like to, like to you know, do gatherings and try to, you know, boost morale by making it seem like you're really, your position really matters, and you're, you know, but if you, you know, decided that you wanted to quit, they would find a way to to be able to function without you, literally within twenty four to forty eight hours. Yeah, they replace you so quick. Quickly, so you're not really a part of what's happening. And me personally, I want to be a good employee because I understand that that's a good asset to have and to be able to understand how to work with people. But, um, and I'm not trying to be abrasive or be an asshole when I'm in the workspace. But I do peep it. I do notice when they're trying very hard to basically control you, to control your mind and make you feel important when you're not really that important. Exactly. That's, they're just using you. Hmm. That's, it goes right back to what I said before, that all this shit is a sham, man. Like, the world in general is a facade. Hmm. Like it's, it's, it's like The Matrix was a prophetic movie, yo. You know what? I still haven't watched it. I started watching the first like few minutes and then I fell asleep. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I know people will be like, oh my God, that's the whole purpose of the Late Bloomer podcast, basically. That, um, you know, there's a lot of shit that I should have seen a long time ago that I haven't seen. And then I want to watch it. Like, I never watched it before and then review it, but it started to become more like political and more like, you know, commentary for the podcast portion of it. But. Um, yeah, The Matrix is going to be one. Purple Rain, I, I, I just watched that. It's going to be one. There's a lot of shit. I mean, I just talked about that earlier, Purple, yeah. Purple Rain. But yeah, the man. Matrix. The Matrix, that shit right there yeah. is, is profound. 
This right there is crazy, man. Especially considering the shit that we talk about right now. Yeah. About how everything in the world is it's not what you think it is and what you see and what you hear and all that shit. All that shit is this. It's, it's not real. There's an underlying... The, the real shit is the shit you don't see. You see what I'm saying? It's like you in a, a, a program. Yeah. Well, it's like you got you got wires and shit connected to you, and you in the computer simulation type shit. Right. You see what I'm saying? And right. You think the computer simulation is real life, but yeah. what's real life is the fact that your ass is sitting on a bed and on a gurney somewhere with wires connected to you, and your consciousness is uploaded to a damn computer, and 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 that's what you, and and that shit has whatever they program in there. Yeah. Like with the media and everything, whatever they program in there, that's what you gonna think reality is. Right. And so that's the thing with me is like. I know a lot about what's happening around me. Like, I peep game, right? The problem is that I I have to play the game with them. If I don't play along, then I cannot succeed. I've tried. Trust me. That's the whole reason why my marriage fell apart. That's the whole reason why I'm 33 and my music hasn't taken off to the level that I've wanted it to reach. It's because... I know that I have to play the game in the manner that they have set it up. Other and, and, and if I show any inkling of um, a different thought or a unique thought, that I'm not going to stand uh, firm and get support that I need. I have to show signs that I'm with the ga- with the game. And I think that the only, this is why I, I support hip hop music and the expression of the um, art form of music in general. Because it's like the the one last thread to that existence of being able to to create your own world out of your thoughts and not have to deal with playing the game with everyone. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Playing the game is the same thing with money. Like we know that the love of money is the root of all evil and all that, but you can't really live without it. You can't. Like I really have no interest in financial anything and i'm learning that that's not good and i have to understand uh, for uh, 401ks and um you know i have to understand stocks and bonds i have to understand uh the how credit works and loans and things of that nature but i haven't i really have no interest in it if it was up to me and i didn't have to make 40 to 50k a year to survive I literally would would be able to survive off of a 10, 11K. Um, you know, I don't need a bunch of furniture, a big fancy house. Like, I don't understand this whole extravagant lifestyle. I, I get it. I love luxury. I would like to have luxury. But something about it makes me feel empty. And something about struggle makes me feel good. And it sounds crazy. But I'm, the happiest people I've seen is the man in the bush in Jamaica. With a tent and you know dirty and just like you know has to wash, you know doesn't have, doesn't get a, the luxuries that we have you know washing the in the ocean and the in the water, but you know I don't I don't know I, I I just don't know bro I don't know so, you know that's the that's the problem the love of money and, and just the need for finances and all that stuff it killed the soul of everything it's like as if you think about it it tried it, I don't think it killed it yet. I tell you that this is, this is what I mean. Yeah. Like the rap game, for instance. Yeah. The problem with the creativity in the rap game. Not saying that it's not creative or it's not good right now, because there's just as much good shit that's you know around now that's always been around. Even in the golden era, to me the golden era was the night. 
either way it goes, it's out there. All that shit is out there. You still got good shit, but it's just the stuff that they 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 promoting the people, the stuff that they pushing the people's face and stuff. It just seems to be the same type of shit. Yeah. So people seem to say, oh, you know, hip hop is dead and all that other shit, but it's still there. It's still alive. It's just in the underground. But the problem with the problem with the rap game right now, creatively, is the fact that it's filled with hustlers instead of being filled with artists. Mm. You see mm. what I'm saying? People yeah. in it for the check. People in it for the money. Right. But I still, I said this before, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. I genuinely think that while they do try to push this stuff that's you know, not the art form in its true form, that, you know, while they've tried... That hip hop at its core and where it stands still today to this day internationally, it is still very much what it was, even though, like you said, you know, they're, they're trying to push something else that it's not. So I genuinely, genuinely think, and I said this before, that this is the last art form left that hasn't been tainted or hasn't been destroyed or broken down by white supremacy or the structure of it. Affected by it, but I don't think it's broken it down. I don't think just like how Cole said when you go on the jazz page or you go on the rock uh, page that it's it's all white people on the front front page of uh, Apple Music. I don't think that that's gonna happen. Like one day you're gonna wake up or go on the front page of Apple Music on hip hop and see all white faces. I just don't see that happening. I mean, maybe not all white faces, but. Like, for instance, we all know Eminem is nice. Yeah, he's that nice. He can spit. Oh, yeah, definitely. But him being white made it easier for them to push him to the front as far as with all the promotion and doing all that stuff. It was like the great white hope right. in hip-hop because the fact that there's mad white people in hip-hop before Eminem, but he was, he was one that's actually super-duper dope and that's nice. And so he's like that shit. And then you got people like Post Malone, Who's like about to pass all kinds of people on the on the ladder on the list as far as how many hits he got? That nigga keep coming out with hit after hit after hit, <laughs> and the whole and the whole reason he said I seen an interview where he said that he was just making hip hop songs because it was easy. He didn't even like hip hop. He was just trying to uh, he was just trying to uh, get on like that. But when he got on, he was going to go back to making the other kind of music that he likes to make. Yeah. He tried to do that shit. That shit didn't work out. Came right back to hip hop. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? So it's shit like that. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of people. And then, not to mention, behind the scenes is like 95% white. Right, right, right. The uh, videographers, the producers, the... Um, Record labels. Yeah, the labels. The yeah, the, the, the makeup. Albums, yeah, the media. Right, right. The executives on the radio stations, the executives on, like... The vlogs and the video entertainment sites like Revolt and other things, they have, you know, largely white staff, yeah. Exactly, and, and the thing is, half of these niggas don't know the first thing about the culture. Right, right, but some of them, the but I give this to, to that, some of them know more about hip-hop than, you know, the average hip-hop listener, which is interesting. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I know a couple, like, if you, if you really look at it, yeah. across these, yeah. Right, right. I watch the way that these Vox reporters break down the shit. It's like, what, what? It's it's interesting and it's good watching these videos, but it's also um, it's also kind of scary because it's almost like they're studying us so that they can utilize the the tools. 
Yeah, because I can't tell at sometimes if it's because they're genuinely interested in respect to art or if they're really trying to understand how we ended up doing it. <laughs> how did you? How did you do that? That's that's what it is. Black people are like a marvel. Yeah. Like we're like a marvel. People want to look at us, try to get into our psyche, see what makes us tick, see how we do the things that we do, hmm. and shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to get a part of it, you know. Damn. That's our greatness, man. Damn. That's our greatness, and we can't forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? We also got to realize that when people get interested, for the most part, it's not 100%, but when people get interested in that part of us, it's it's not with pure intentions. You, mm. you have cases where it is. I'm not, taking, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not making it, you know, universal or whatever, but for the most part, these people, they don't, it's all for their own game. It's all for their own game, man. Wow. That's the truth right there. We yeah. have to realize that. So tread lightly. I understand yeah. you got to make certain moves and make certain connections to deal with certain people. It's all good. Do what you got to do, but just don't don't be fooled by this bullshit out here, yo. Damn. Well, I think that we can close off on that because this is an extra footage. I mean, extra um, bonus on the end of the podcast, and we're exceeding 100 minutes right now. So. Uh, I'm going to post on the YouTube link the album um, Clinical, um, and people can get that on Bandcamp. PureCompMusic.com. PureCompMusic.com, and you can also just Google Pure Comp No Spaces, and you'll get him. P-U-R-E-C-O-M-P, on, and it'll pop up right on the first result on Google. Yeah, no doubt, man. I get that clinical, PureCompMusic.com, man. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. I'm on your streaming services, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Google Play, all that, all that stuff, man. Holla at me. I'm out here. All right. Bet. Keeping it okay.